Myron, you're a published author who has written for BBC, radio and television, whose credits include the two Ronnies, week endings and the news headlines. What inspired you to pursue a writing career? My introduction into writing came purely by chance because uh, I was a drummer in a band for a while and uh, a guy who was my uh, lead singer and rhythm guitarist, a chap called Phil Campbell, he worked in Hammer uh, Studios, the film company. And um, he was quite, he was quite uh, a clever guy and he said to me one day, look, I'm looking for some scripts for a hospital radio show. And I said, well, I don't know, I've never written anything in my life. So he said, oh, you, know, you do comedy a bit, go on, you, you do comedy on stage, why don't you try it? So I did, I wrote six scripts with him. Now they, they recorded them and played them to the patients and things like that, which was great. Um, and then we had some material left over. So what we did was we sent the material to Dave Allen. So uh, he sent them to the two Ronnies. And I don't know, luck or whatever has it, we got on. And that kicked us off because then we started writing in earnest. And we started writing for uh, Hudlines, Weekendings, uh, and various other programs where we could, you know, start to make a name for ourselves. Tell us about your passion for Aphrodite and what motivated you to base your work on the goddess of love and beauty. As far as Greek mythology and things like that was concerned, it was not something that really appealed to me, okay? Um, but my wife and I, before we, we even got married, came to Petra to Romeo. I mean, this place is amazing. So we, we came here, but we went to the restaurant around the corner and when we were at the restaurant having lunch, I noticed something on the wall. It was a poster and it kind of, I just couldn't believe it. I, I was thinking to myself, why is this place called Aphrodite's Rock? There's no proof of it, no, no, no evidence. I mean, even the Botticelli picture doesn't show her, you know, in this location. It shows her in a conch shell. And it was really strange because on this poster, I saw an image in the water. I, I just couldn't get it out of my head. I just couldn't couldn't fathom it. It just seemed so out of place in, in terms of, you know, what, what I was uh, experiencing. It kicked it off. It just kicked it off. I, I just got this idea. You've got to write this now, somehow. You've got to write it. But it wasn't until years later, years later, when we came to Cyprus as a family to live, that I could get it out of my system. Mistress of the Rock is the first book in a trilogy. Did you initially want each book to stand on its own or were you trying to build a body of work with connections between each book? Originally, Mistress of the Rock was a one-off book, which um, it does have a beginning, middle and an end, of course. So from that point of view, I thought, well, that's it. That's, the, that's as far as it's going to go. So I started looking around in um, mythology and came across a uh, legend, if you like, called the Scylla. Now, she is one of two, the other one is Haribolis, and they are the two mythological beasts that are between the rocks. Now, when I say between the rocks, that means they're between a rock and a hard place, which is what the sailors encounter when they try to get past them. So the skiller basically tries to take out the sailors, and if the, uh, that doesn't work, the other sister does. So, I incorporated that into the story because with the book ending the way it does in the first one, it leads itself into the Aphrodite legend taking on another dimension of her personality. And that consequently gave me the opportunity to write this second book. 
Now, when I came to the end of the second book, I thought, aha, now we have a third book in the making because there is, there is an opportunity to be able to extend the story further, but from another different perspective. Sometimes you look at the characters in Greek mythology and you think they're vicious, they're, they're cruel, but they're also, they have integrity, you know, and that's something I think that we can benefit from as, uh, as we, uh, in, you know, endure what we're enduring at this present stage. Uh, so from that perspective, yeah, I, I, I find that the whole ethos of, of Greek mythology has given me a, a, better, a better idea of what life is all about.